and welcome to the I'm Moving to Italy podcast. This is Nathan Heinrich, and welcome to episode three. I want to welcome all of our returning listeners, but I also want to welcome some of our new listeners. And over the past week, we've had some new listeners, and we have gone in the past week from listeners in six different countries to now eight different countries. And last week, I mentioned that we have Canada, the United States, Italy, the United Kingdom, we have Portugal, and we have Kuwait. And this week, I'd like to welcome our new listeners from Lithuania and from Australia. So welcome. I'm so thrilled that you're here. I'm so thrilled that you're all here. For those of you who are here for the first time, those of you who are coming back, welcome. What did you think about the new segment, the surrounding sound segment that we did last week? Did you guys like it? I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I've been really enjoying collecting the sounds for this week's surrounding sounds. And so I've got some some exciting uh, new sounds to share with you guys. So stay tuned to the end of the episode for those. What it's what it's interesting, the interesting sort of byproduct of me collecting these sounds is that it's making me more aware of sounds. I had a, a just a momentary sort of like like not freak out, but kind of like a, a little a little momentary moment uh, where I was like, man, am I gonna run out of sounds to share with with my listeners? Like what happens when I get to the end of the sounds? And then as I've been out this week, I realized how absurd that is. Now, whether or not I'm gonna be sharing, you know, 10 sounds like I did this past episode uh, with you. I don't know that I'll be sharing that many every time. And if we get bored with it, we'll phase it out. But for now, I'm, I'm excited to share the sounds of Italy with you. One of the reasons why I kind of like that in the first place, because when I was growing up, we didn't really, my parents didn't really allow us to watch TV very much, but we did listen to a lot of radio. It was almost like we were growing up in like the 1950s or something, but we listened to a lot of radio as kids and we would listen, especially on Saturday mornings to these children's um, radio uh, programs and things like we would listen to shows like Ranger Bill and Kids Corner and Your Story Hour and all these and all these and we and then we would get you know cassette tapes so we would record we would record them live or we would order the cassette tapes from the from the place that produced them and we would listen to them when we would go on road trips or whatever with my family so I I grew up really really loving um, the you know, the listening, the the listening to a story, the listening to someone on the radio. And, and, and that's kind of why, that's kind of why I'm, I'm enjoying this, this podcasting even more than I, than I realized I would. Uh, when I was, when, also when I was young, I remember I would listen to public radio and there was a segment, I don't remember who, whether it was, whether it was like on fresh air or whatever, I don't know. I was too young to really even know what I was listening to, but there, there was, there was this segment at the end of, of this program and they would always share like where their journalists were reporting from that week, what it sounded like on the streets of Tangier or, um, you know, downtown Bombay or something like that. Um, and then also they would have, occasionally they would have listeners send in sounds of their cities, uh, or wherever they happen to live, the countryside, you know, sounds with, with the animals or sounds with, um, nature or the ocean or whatever. So 
I always kind of was fascinated by that. And so by by introducing this new surrounding sound segment, it's kind of taken me back to that. And I'm enjoying it. It's making me hyper aware of sounds around me. Everything is like a new sound. Ooh, I could capture that. You know, I could capture that sound. So that's been kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, so it, hopefully you guys are enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying um, capturing and, and sharing it with you. This week in episode three, which I'm calling I'm Here, Now What? I'm kind of to the point now where the dust has settled a bit on my stay. I mean, the fact that there are still some kind of minor lockdowns and, and restrictions on what you can do in traveling and all that. We are now in a uh, yellow tier. And here in Italy, I don't know if it's all Europe, but it's certainly in Italy, that is the the last tier from, from the white tier. And white tier is fully open. So I think the only thing that's not open in, in the yellow tier is you're not able to you're not able to travel um, into another region that is a different colored tier than yours. But if you're, if a neighboring region has a yellow tier, you can travel to that region. And um, also, I think the only thing that's not completely open are gyms and uh, cinemas, maybe. But schools are open here. Um, and restaurants are, are opening and so yeah it's it's looking like maybe there's some some light at the end of the tunnel so that's exciting you know now it's like okay so i'm here it's time to sort of really get into a schedule and so that's been kind of good getting into a good writing schedule getting into a good filming schedule um you know getting out and doing some walking and some exercising and um eating healthy that's been good so I've uh, I've definitely kind of felt a, a little bit of a shift in okay okay you know it's not like we're not just moving here anymore we're here and it's now time to kind of figure out all right so what is what is a daily what is your daily schedule during the week going to look like what is your week going to look like and so that's been ha- you know kind of falling into place one of the things I've been struggling with though since I got here is sleeping I, I it, it's been a real struggle to figure out what's going on with my sleeping. I can't seem to get to sleep. I can't seem, it's like it'll be two or three in the morning and I'm still wide awake. And then, you know, I, I'm i tired the whole next day because I get up, you know, if I get up at seven, I've only gotten a few hours of sleep. That's not enough. So I'm waking up really early in the morning. I'm, I'm not, not falling asleep until late at night. It's just kind of been a weird sleep schedule, but I finally had a breakthrough. I finally had a breakthrough this week. I figured out what's going on. I'll share that with you guys a little later, but I think I finally figured out what's going on with my sleeping. So I'm working on adjusting that. So one of the things that I have, uh, as I've shared with you in, in previous episodes, is that I'm working hard on my Italian every day to improve my Italian language skills and while it's improving and watching TV and reading in Italian and writing in Italian and doing my, my, my Italian language program, speaking to people in Italian as much as I can force myself to do, I've decided I'm going to be taking uh, some Italian language courses <laughs> here. Um, and locally, there, there is a, a school. It's, I think it's an adult school 
where they teach and me i don't know who's i don't know anything about it yet to be honest with you i went the other day with alessandro and we we tried to get some information and they were they were closed so i think that the course starts um this week or next week and then goes through march so i'm excited about that i'm actually almost more excited about who's going to be in these classes with me because i i love people and i have a feeling it's going to be a really interesting mix of people i know there's going to be no americans in this class so i'm assuming alessandro's convinced that there's going to be refugees and people from eastern european countries like romania and russia and kind of the baltic countries and maybe some uh, refugees and people from africa or people from just i don't know it's going to be Anyway, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to doing that, to expanding my my Italian through, you know, actual courses. That's that's something I'm looking forward to. Um, and I know I've told you guys in the past that I have, you know, kind of a fear, you know, an, an anxiety of, of being out in public and not being able to speak Italian. And and it's real. It's a real thing. And while that is pretty bad. You know, still, while I'm still kind of dealing with that, it was much worse. And so one of the things that I, I so I'm going to share, I'm going to share a story with you guys. And, and one, the, one of the reasons why I'm sharing this story is because, and it's a story that I've never shared with anyone before this, and it's humiliating and embarrassing. But one of the things that I miss a lot during during this past year, during the pandemic, and one of the things I've noticed that, that I just haven't done a lot is laughing. And I think probably we're all, you know, we're all we're all a little short on laughter in our lives. And so hopefully this brings a little bit of humor um to you as I tell this story. And uh and I hope that you enjoy it. And it's it's an exercise in me sharing something that I never thought I would share with anyone because I'm it's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. But here we go. I'm gonna share it with you. Excuse me. I've got a little bit of a runny nose. In 2018, about which I guess is about three years ago now, two and a half, three years ago, Alessandro and I were here in Italy. Um for a couple months we were visiting his family and and we were up in the you know up here in the north and we were in the south and my sister came and spent some time with us that summer and so anyway uh while we were up here in the north we were staying with alessandro's grandmother at her house for um about a week and so she alessandro's grandfather had, had passed away and she was living alone. Alessandro's grandfather had just recently passed away, so she was kind of in the in the, in that still adjusting to living alone. And and so part of the reason why we stayed with her is because she was having dreams, and and it was difficult for her to be alone at, during that period. So we thought instead of renting a place like we normally would do, um, just so we have our privacy, let's just spend a week with uh, Nona. Which is, you know, which is the Italian word for grandmother is nona. And the Italian word for grandfather is nonno. So we decided to stay with nona. And um, and we, we were staying in a room that's, I guess it's technically a guest bedroom, but 
it's more of like the bed is not really a, so much of a bed. It's more of like a like a sofa that kind of turns into a bed. And the room is kind of like one of those catch-all rooms. It's a very orderly room, but it's it's got everything in it from like linen storage and a f- freezer uh, to just kind of like a little desk and just kind of... It's just kind of like a little extra room. It's not necessarily like a guest bedroom, but it we were using it as a guest bedroom. Anyway, so Nona would kind of sometimes forget that we were in there and she would just walk in and, you know... Um, We'd either, it'd be, you know, either early, early morning and she's up before, you know, the sun is up and she walks into the room forgetting that we're in there and, and, you know, we're kind of like, you know, we're grabbing the covers over ourselves or whatever. But anyway, so during that time, I mean, I made sure that I didn't ever, that I was never alone without Alessandro because, you know, again, my worst fear is to be around someone who, who doesn't speak English. I don't speak Italian. My Italian back then was far worse than it is now. I only had the, the slightest grasp on a few words and phrases. So I was extremely dependent on Alessandro to translate for me. And so I was very careful to make sure that I was never alone. Anyway, so Everything was fine until one day I was taking a nap in that room. And I don't think the room was locked. It wouldn't have mattered because Nona has a key anyway, so she would have probably just let herself in. But anyway, I, the door was not locked. And I had been take, I had come home, or we had come home, taken a nap, and I think Alessandro had woken up before me, and he left me a little note saying that he was running out uh, to do something, to do some shopping or something. He would be back soon. So I'm kind of laying there, I'm waking up slowly. I'm laying there and I, and I get up and I go over and open the window to let some fresh air in. And, and then I hear the doorbell ring at the front door of Nona's house. And then I hear voices and I realize it's not Alessandro. And I somehow was able to figure out that it was an aunt, Alessandro's aunt, who I had not yet met. And I had met his favorite aunt, but this was the other aunt, who's also very nice, but they're just not as close. Anyway, so I kind of start to panic because I'm like, oh man, what if there's no way that Nona is gonna is going to surely she wouldn't bring the ant in here. I just woke up. I, you know, my face looks, had pillow marks still on it from sleeping. When I wake up from sleeping or a nap, I really don't look good. Um, I'm a puffy, puffy eyed, wrinkly faced, you know, squinty eyed, scratchy voiced disaster. So the worst thing in the world for me is to see people you know, less than an hour after I've woken up and, you know, much better after I've taken a shower and pulled myself together. But so here I am, I'm wearing boxer shorts and a t-shirt. Alessandro's got most of our laundry out drying on the balcony. And I'm hearing the sounds move from the front door and kitchen area into the living room. And the living room is right, right beside And so I start really panicking because I'm not dressed. I've just woken up and I don't speak Italian. And now there are two family members 
that don't that that don't speak any English and what should I do with without really thinking about it without stopping to think is this a good idea I pulled all of the sheets and the comforter off of our bed to try to make it look like everything was like in the washing machine or all of the sheets or whatever where I don't know what I was thinking I pulled all the sheets and the comforter off the bed and then I climbed <laughs> and then I climbed under the bed I pulled all those sheets and that comforter up against me and I scrunched myself against the wall under this bed this makeshift sort of bed that wasn't really a bed and not really a sofa. I really don't know what it was, but I pulled my sort of hid myself under this bed. It was just barely tall enough for me to crawl under. And I crawled under the bed and scrunched myself um, with all of the, the laundry and everything so that even if someone looked under the bed, hopefully they wouldn't see me. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, to this day, I, I think back on this and I'm like, what in the world were you thinking? You're a 30-something-year-old man, grown man. These are just two harmless Italian women. They're family members, so they're going to be nice to you. Why do you need to hide under a bed? Like the irrationality of it, looking back on it, is so unreal to me and so humiliating and embarrassing. Oh, God, I'm cringing just thinking about it. So anyway, so I'm under the bed. My heart's pounding and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I'm sure she's going to leave soon. I'll come out. I'll get dressed. I'll run to the bathroom. Everything will be fine. Well, so I'm under there and... The minutes start ticking by, and I'm thinking to myself, Nathan, this is not good. You have just, you have just put yourself into a real corner here. And then it starts to dawn on me that the only thing that would be potentially worse than them coming in, seeing me in my boxer shorts and speaking to me in Italian and me not being able to respond would be for them to find me hiding under that bed. And what in the world that would do for me in that in that family, to my reputation in that family for the rest of my time. That would be a story no one would ever forget. I would never be able to live it down. And so I start thinking, this was the bad move, Nathan. You got to get out from under this bed now. So I start coming out from under the bed. And all of a sudden, the door of the bedroom opens. And I freeze. I couldn't move, couldn't make a sound. And they walk in and I hear them, their confusion because Nona was convinced that I was in that room. And they're having a conversation in Italian and I see, I feel Nona touching the bed, like where did the sheets go? And the windows open. So they're probably thinking, man, did he jump out the window? Like, where did he go? But it was but, you know, it was clear that was there was no one in the room. And then, and I can see their feet from under the bed. And I'm holding my breath. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, Nathan, 
it sort of completely hits me like how bad the situation is that I've just created for myself. I'm under there. And then the worst part of it all, I see as I'm looking at their feet that the aunt who has come along to visit has brought her dog with her. And this is not a big dog. This is a small dog. And the dog could see under the bed. The dog could see under the bed. And if the dog saw me, the dog would go crazy and start barking because I had gone, I had, I had not met the aunt yet, but I had gone to the, to the aunt and uncle's house and I had met the uncle and that, and I had seen this dog before. And this was a barking, uh, the kind of dog that barks like crazy if it sees something or it hears something or whatever. The dog barked at me like crazy when I went to that house. Oh, wow, this is bringing it all back, just talking about it. Anyway, so that dog and its little fingernails, its little toenails are clicking along on the floor and it's smelling the floor. And I'm thinking, oh my God, it's only a matter of time before that dog sees me or smells me and then loses it and goes crazy. And then those two Italian ladies, they're going to look under this bed and there's going to be a grown man hiding under the bed. (laughs) Oh my God. So I begin to pray like I've never prayed before in my life. God, please, I'll do anything. If you please get me out of the situation, please don't let that dog see me. Please don't let the dog see me. Please don't let them look under here. Please don't let them think that I would be so crazy as to hide under a bed. Please get me out of this. I don't want to embarrass Alessandro. I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to go through this. Please just take this away from me. Get me out of the situation, please. For what seemed like an absolute eternity in purgatory, I was under that bed while they examined the room, went to the window, had conversations, you know, the typical Italians, you know, talking, discussing, what is going on here? Where did he go? I thought he was in here. That continued for the next few minutes. And then, finally, they left the room and the dog did not see me. I have never been so grateful in my life. I kept holding my breath and then I started and then I was like, now what do I do? Now what do I do? So now I'm also in a second pickle because I'm like, wait a minute. So if I get out of the bed now and they happen to walk back in, then that's going to be impossible to explain. Um, Do I wait? So I decided I needed to wait for Alessandro. So there I was stuck under that bed for the next 45 minutes. I spent the next 45 minutes under that bed until I heard Alessandro come home. And I had heard the aunt leave. Once the aunt left, I was so much more in the clear. But once Alessandro came home, I scurried out from under that bed. Now, during that 45 minutes, Nona, by herself, came back into that room twice. 
And every time she she was must have been searching for the sheets and and the comforter because she couldn't figure out where the sheets for that bed was. And I was convinced that she was going to look under that bed. I mean, I, I, anyway, Alessandro, I hear him. I hear him in the next room bringing back groceries or whatever he went out to get. And I I scramble out from underneath that bed so fast. I pulled myself together. I went into the bathroom before anyone noticed and came out all showered and changed and um, pulled, put those sheets in a pile uh, on the bed. And Nona was trying to figure out where I'd come from and all that. And Alessandro just, I don't know, he said, oh, I, yeah, you must have been confused. He was out or whatever. He was out for a walk. Anyway, Alessandro very graciously covered for me. <sighs> wow. And I'm reliving it. I'm reliving it. I'm, I'm reliving the anxiety of it as I tell the story. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I did that. Oh, geez. Anyway, so it's kind of a funny story now. It, there was nothing funny about it at the time. I'm, I'm the only reason that I'm sharing it with you now is because there's nothing worse than a good story going to waste. So there's a story that demonstrates exactly how bad, and I'm not really a prone, a person prone to anxiety or fear. I'm not really a fearful person. I've taken some, a lot of risks in my life and I've done a lot of very grown up things and a lot of very difficult things. And, um, I've learned, you know, not to be really fearful of a lot of things, but apparently this is like one of those irrational fears that I have. So it's a fear that I'm, that I am working on getting over by learning Italian. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with these Italian language classes. I hope you guys, uh, didn't mind my long rambling story about me hiding under the bed. I still can't believe I'm sharing with that with you. If I'm brave enough to leave that in the final cut of this episode, then I enjoy. I hope you enjoy it. Anyway. Okay, so let's move on. One of the things that I did uh, this week that I haven't done for a long time was to write some letters and mail them to uh, one letter to New York and three letters to California. So I mailed four letters Partly because I I think that there's something really wonderful about a handwritten letter, even though thank God for FaceTime and for you know being able, able to make phone calls and being able to be connected through social media. But um, there's still nothing like getting a handwritten letter from someone, something that 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 they held in their hand. They wrote those words personally with their hand. They mailed it. And then there you are holding that same piece of paper that came from wherever it came from. And so partly just because I love the idea of writing letters, but also partly because I want to see how long it takes. I've heard, I've heard some people say that the Italian mail service is very, uh, leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, I think we're a little spoiled in the United States because the United States does have a very highly efficient mail service in comparison to a lot of places in the world. Um, not saying that it's the best. I'm just saying it's really reliable for the most part. Um, so I'm curious how long it's going to take those letters to get to the United States. So I will let you guys know when I figured that out. So, um, 
because I'm in the mood for writing letters and because I just went out and bought some new stationery, um, any one of you that are listening who would like to get a handwritten letter for me, I will write two handwritten letters this week um, or in the next two weeks or so. And all you have to do to get a handwritten letter for me, I'm going to choose two of you, is to go to the Instagram page for I'm Moving to Italy, follow the page, and just leave me a comment on one of the one of the posts that I have. Every week I post three postings um, for announcing that there's a new episode and um, and then also I put a little a video clip from the surrounding sounds. So everything I've talked about in that recent video um, that has, you know, like the sounds that I've shared with you guys or something specific like I shared in the last episode, I shared... Um, the Italian Christmas tree, the kumquat tree that I got. So I shared that. So anyway, go and just leave a comment on one of those uh, on one of those posts on Instagram. Follow the Instagram. I'm moving to Italy, and um, I will message you. You can maybe leave a little hashtag, you know, letter or reference that you're, you know, leaving this comment, you know, so you can be entered into the to the receive a handwritten letter from Nathan. Anyway. We'll see if, if if you guys are interested in receiving a letter. I will write you guys a wonderful letter from Italy, and then we'll see how long it takes to get to wherever you happen to live in the world. Um, I'll send it to any of the countries of anyone that's following me. So I would it'd be fun to write a handwritten letter to Portugal or to Lithuania or Australia or anywhere, Canada. I'd even even to write a letter to someone here in Italy would be fun. So anyway, it's going to be in English, though. I'm not writing any letters in any other languages yet. So it's going to be in English anyway. So that's something that's that I've been doing. Um, and one of the actually one of my surrounding sounds that I'm sharing with you guys this week is me is the sound of me putting the letter uh, in the letters into the mailbox here. So anyway, um, so one of the things I wanted to share is, as I'm sure some of you, most of you probably know, um, especially if you're in the United States and you're a, and you're a person who likes to go to Starbucks, for example, and you go in, you order a grande or a, oh, a venti or a trenti or whatever the different sizes are, um, you know, or doppio, uh, macchiato or cappuccino, all of those words are Italian words. And, and that's because coffee and all those different varieties of coffees like mochas and all of that kind of stuff really originated uh, partly um, in, in this part of the world not 100% in it in Italy. You know, there's Turkey that's been making coffee for a long time, you know, and Turkish coffees are very, very famous. But Italians have really kind of become famous for their coffee. Italians version of coffee, uh, you know, the coffee culture is very, very different than it is, than than Americans have interpreted it, you know, as being a place where you go and you lounge and you have coffee very leisurely and you're sipping on your coffee or your tea for, you know, an afternoon or something like that. And Italians, um, if they go out and get coffee, it's a very, very fast transaction. You walk in, you order your coffee, 
And usually that that coffee is not what we consider coffee in the United States. It's just a shot of espresso. And they call it cafe. So if you were to go order, one of the things I had to learn was how to order coffee. So you walk in. If it, you know, you walk in, it's maybe it's it's, it's eleven o'clock in the you know in the morning. You say, "Buongiorno, un caffè, un caffè per favore." And uh, if you want, uh, if you want it to be a double, you say "un caffè doppio uh, per favore." And then you know you, it takes about maybe a minute to to get a little tiny cup of espresso. They bring it to you. You pay before you leave, but you pay first. You drink your coffee. Sometimes, in some places in Italy, they'll bring you a little tiny cup of water to have with your coffee to kind of, you know, chase it down with. Um, so you you throw your coffee back real fast. There's no slow sipping. It's just you just sort of have it, and you pay and you leave. The first coffee of the day uh, would be for a lot of Italians if it's not. A homemade cup of espresso or cafe. Um, it would be a cappuccino, and it's the only time during the day that Italians would have a cappuccino, and that would be in the morning, before ten o'clock. So, like with their breakfast, the cappuccino has a little bit of milk in it. It's kind of a you know, it's it's foam, it's foamy, it's been steamed with milk, and it's got a shot of espresso in it. So that's your that's your first coffee of the day. Then you probably have your your second coffee outside of the house. So let's say you're a nine to five person. You, you work in an office. Your first coffee would be probably at your ten o'clock or your ten thirty break. You would go you would go have a coffee break, and you would go to a local bar and instead of um, what we call what we call um, bars in the United States where you serve alcohol, a bar here is is really just a place where you go get an espresso or a cafe. So you go and you have your 10.30 espresso. And then you have lunch around noon and you have your second espresso around one o'clock in the afternoon after lunch. And then you have your next espresso at three o'clock in the afternoon. And then when you leave work around 5.30, you have your your next espresso. And that could be it for you for the day. Or you have another one after dinner to help you with your digestion. So that's 10 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 5.30, and then maybe another one after dinner. Maybe also you had one in your cappuccino for breakfast. So that's a total of six shots and about 10% of people have usually you know will order a dopio so they have a double so that's the equivalent of 12 shots for some people of espresso here per day now not everybody has that i know everybody's different if you're italian and you're listening to this and you're saying nobody has i don't know anybody that has six six cafes per day then then forgive me um i ran all this by alessandro made sure that he said that this is typical so i know it's not the rule for everyone but anyway this is what this is what real italians have so i've been doing that since i got here now i told you guys earlier i've been having trouble sleeping i could not for the life of me figure out why i'm still a wide awake at two o'clock in the morning i don't know why i must be slow or something i don't know what 
why I didn't figure this out sooner, but but I finally figured out the reason I haven't been able to sleep or stay asleep or go to sleep is because I've been drinking so much coffee. I mean, I'm not a huge coffee drinker anyway. When I drink coffee, it's black coffee. It's very weak. So I'm cutting back on my espressos and I'm taking melatonin <laughs> and in the past couple of nights, I have been able to sleep through the night. I've been getting getting good night's sleep. My sleep pattern is starting to finally uh, balance itself out. So I'm really happy about that. One of the things that I'm going to share with you guys here is what it sounds like to make a cup of espresso at home and what the sound effects are of that. And I also am filming that and uploading that to the Instagram page, so check it out. But also what it sounds like when you go and order a cup of espresso at a coffee bar here. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys listen to my surrounding sounds making coffee here at home, making an espresso or a cafe here at home in a little small Italian coffee maker, which they call a mocha. And then you're going to hear me ordering and the sound effects of a coffee maker, uh, a coffee, excuse me, a coffee, going to a, a bar here and getting a coffee made for you by a professional. And then you're going to hear me walking around the city you're going to hear the sounds from the square, the bells ringing in the square at noon. You're also going to hear me out uh, buying the stamps at the local tabacaria. And you're going to hear some the sound of some cars driving on some of the old cobblestone streets. And I noticed that that sound of a car's, the, the tires of a car driving over cobblestones, sounds different than just regular pavement on a street. So listen for that. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy these sounds and I'll be back afterwards to say goodbye. Grazie. 
Scotch Transparenta? Sì. Piccolo? No, un... Ok, allora, così. Ah, perfetto. Così o no, così? No, perfetto, perfetto, grazie okay. mille. <ride> 3,20 euro. E 20. No? No, oh. Serve. Ok, okay. <ride> grazie mille. Grazie a te. Oh, ok, grazie, grazie. Arrivederci. Ciao. hope you enjoyed those sounds of Italy and of my week, my past week here in Italy. Um, like I said before, you can go to the Instagram page, I'm moving to Italy, and you can watch the video that goes along with those sounds so you can see what it was that I recorded the sound from in the first place. So check that out. Enjoy. I really enjoyed being here with you. I, this, this is a highlight of my week being able to on Sundays. I, I basically record these these podcasts every Sunday. And so I'm sitting here again in my living room here uh, recording this episode three. And I look forward to this every week. I I really enjoy sharing this 45 minutes or 50 minutes with you every week. So until next week, when I share with you about my new Italian classes and and some new sounds of Italy. I hope you have a wonderful week. Stay healthy and stay well. God bless and ciao.